So I'm Alison Foster, um, as, as Rachel just said, and I work at the Botanic Garden. I'm the senior curator for the Botanic Garden and Harcourt Arboretum. So it's two sites, um, one in the city centre and one just 15 minutes drive outside the city centre. Um, so I thought I'd tell you a bit about how I got to where I am today, um, having done an undergraduate chemistry degree here in Oxford, um, and then a little bit about what my job involves and then a few tips that have helped me along the way. Um, so when I left um, Oxford uh, almost 20 years ago, um, I was very sure that I didn't want to have a career in academia, but I knew that I really, really enjoyed doing synthetic organic chemistry research. And so I joined Glaxo Wellcome as a medicinal chemist, and I did that for two years. And so what I was doing as a medicinal chemist was uh, making lots and lots of different compounds, all novel compounds in very small amounts, um, with the purpose of them being tested for a particular biological activity. And I worked as a team of about eight people, eight chemists in a, in a laboratory. Um, I learned an awful lot from the people around me. It was a very fun atmosphere to be working in, but I didn't find it particularly intellectually stimulating, and so I decided to go back to university and to do a PhD. So I went to Cambridge, did a PhD, and then towards the end of that, I was trying to think what I wanted to do. I still really enjoyed doing practical chemistry. Um, I enjoyed being in the laboratory, and I wanted something that would <coughs> stimulate my interest in chemistry more than the medicinal chemistry had done for me. Um, and so I applied for jobs uh, to be a process chemist. So I then started work for AstraZeneca um, when I'd finished, and I was a process chemist working at their Loughborough site. And I personally found that challenge much more in line with what satisfied me in the laboratory. Um, the reactions that we were working on, we were developing routes to, to large-scale routes for the uh, drug products, drug candidates. And so we really had to think about our choice of reagents, our choice of solvents, what the mechanism was of the reaction, were the byproducts forming, how could we improve the reaction, what would happen when we scaled it up, what would happen when we transferred it to different equipment, different plants, whether it was transferred in the UK or to another country. And I really, really enjoyed that challenge. Um, and I did that for about six years. And for the last few years um, that I was working there, I was in charge of the chemistry side of one of the development projects. So I got to interact with medicinal chemists and understand what compounds were coming through. I got involved with uh, speaking to other companies when we were outsourcing our uh, the routes we developed. I got to speak to other companies who were developing the medicinal chemistry side of things for us as well to contractors who were developing the chemistry for us for different parts of the project. It was, it was lots of project management that I was involved with. And that, whilst I enjoyed it to a certain extent, I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do forever. Um, and so as I'd been going along through this chemistry path of chemistry research, I'd got more and more interested in doing gardening as a hobby. Um, so I spent an awful lot of my spare time kind of working in my garden, growing things, growing vegetables, growing non-edible plants. And I decided that actually what I could do with my life is to do horticulture as a career. Now, you could have watched the whole room's jaws drop when I told my colleagues that I was leaving to go and be a gardener. 
Um, they just looked at me and could not understand what on earth I was playing at. How could you take the drop in salary, which was about £30,000 drop in salary? How can you do this? Why on earth are you doing it? You're going back to college. No, I'm not going to college. I'm going to work at a botanic garden. And what none of them really appreciated, I think, at the time was that actually horticulture in a botanic garden setting is quite intellectually challenging because you have to learn all the plant names, you have to understand the cultivation conditions. And then if you have an interest in chemistry, you look around you and you think, wow, what, you know, what is making that smell? Why is it that colour? Is, is that, has that plant got a medicinal use? And so actually you can really start to engage with the plants on a chemistry level and then you can start to engage with the people that come in to visit those gardens. So, um, so Laura obviously communicates through her writing, but I would say that now what I do in my day-to-day -day job is science communication, but in a very verbal um, sense. So my job as senior curator has arisen um, because, uh, or my role as senior curator, um, I've ended up doing that uh, from starting as a trainee, first at Birmingham Botanic Garden, then moving to Oxford. Um, I then happened to be, I suppose, in the right place at the right time when the director wanted to create a new medicinal plant collection and asked me to stay on because of my interest in chemistry um, and my knowledge of the pharmaceutical industry to plan this new medicinal plant collection. One of my colleagues then took maternity leave and so I was able to, to do the maternity cover for her position working in the glass houses for a whole year and then the role of senior creator was advertised. So I was very fortunate to be in the right place at the right time but at the same time I think if you're not doing a good job you're not going to find yourself fortunate to be in that position. So one thing I would say to everybody is you know, give, give everything to what you're doing if you're interested in it but don't be afraid to kind of change and seize new opportunities as they arise. Um, and you may be lucky, but you have to make your own luck in that sense. Um, so my role as senior curator um, is very uh, multifaceted. Um, and part of it is about organising the public education programme for the Botanic Garden. So that could be um, practical courses that we run about horticulture, but also it increasingly is about communicating some of the science related to plants that goes on within the university. So our natural partner is plant sciences, but increasingly we're working with the chemistry department to, to deliver some outreach activities and engage with the public about the fantastic science that's happening in chemistry that relates to plants. So um, this coming summer there'll be some, some evening guided walks that we've organised that five of the academics will be leading, talking about their science in the context of the Botanic Garden. Um, so that's one aspect of what I do. Another aspect of what I do is to interpret the plants that we have for all of our visitors. So when I say interpret, I mean we want people that come to the Botanic Garden to understand why we're growing those plants and why those plants are so important to those people that are visiting. So we need to find ways to engage with them, to make them interested, for them to think, I've seen that plant in my back garden but I never knew what it was, or I grew up in Jamaica and I'm really familiar with those plants but I never thought I'd see them growing in the UK, 
or wow, my clothes are made of that plant, I eat that every day, I have no idea that's how it's growing. It's about relating to people and engaging them. And once you've got them in an environment that they're very, very <coughs> happy with being in, they've chosen to come for a lovely day out or an afternoon out at the Botanic Garden, you can actually start to really challenge them about some of the scientific issues that we all face about food security, climate change and so on. So it's a fantastic environment for communicating science when people are very willing to be engaged by it. And I think verbally, as well as um, with, with the displays that we have, is a really powerful way of doing that. So I'm very um, happy to be engaged in that kind of thing. And the other aspect of what we do that links to both of those is actually to, to start to build up research collaborations with different departments, different researchers. So through my science background and my research background, I have more knowledge than my colleagues on how research works, the kind of timescale we're talking about, how to, to write grant applications and so on. So I think through my chemistry career and now my horticulture career, well, firstly, they've both merged, but actually I've learned a lot of transferable skills along the way. And certainly in the chemistry part of my career, lots of it was about presenting your work in a clear way to people who maybe weren't necessarily specialists in your area. That uh, certainly uh, is incredibly valuable to what I do today, to be able to talk to all the visitors that come in, to find the right level that they want to engage with you at. Are they um, you know, a, a specialist in the subject, which they could very well be you know, in a university city like Oxford? Or have they got their seven-year-old there who wants to try and understand a bit more about photosynthesis they've, that they've been taught at primary school? So you've got to really gauge your audience um, accordingly. So what I would say uh, overall really is don't be afraid to embrace <coughs> change. If you find yourself going down one path with your career, that doesn't mean that you have to carry down on down that path forever. You can make change happen and you you know, it's you that has to make it happen for you. You can think carefully ahead to what you might want to do, and you can put in place certain things like, you know, trying to do work experience or volunteering to make those changes happen. But um, making those changes happen can be very satisfying. So I, like everyone before me, very happy to answer questions and talk to people um, in the break and, and for the rest of the afternoon. So thanks. <coughs>